Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. We hear a lot about how America is a divided country. And, you know, it's pretty much true. There's really not a lot we can agree on these days. Which is why it was so amazing to see the reaction when NASA released the first images from its high-powered James Webb Space Telescope last week. I mean, Poppy, I am honestly shaking here. I am so excited to see these images. and that's... Even my CNN colleagues, who have pretty much seen it all at this point, were taken aback. These beautiful dots, are, it's just, you can almost feel the motion, right? What you see, by the way, is from a speck of sky as small as a grain of sand held at arm's length. My mind is exploding. And I am amazed, intimidated, bowled over by this. <laughs> I really took a sharp intake of breath when I saw this new image. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I'm a little beclamped, Becky. And they weren't alone. It seemed like, at least for a moment, people from all walks of life were united around one simple idea. That space is pretty freaking cool. My guest today is CNN's Ashley Strickland. She writes about space and science. We're going to talk about what these images show us, how they could change our understanding of the universe, and what comes next for space exploration in this country. It's July 17th, and this is the Sunday edition of CNN Five Things. I'm David Ryan. Ashley, I feel like we should acknowledge right off the bat that this is a story primarily about images and podcasting, and it's an audio medium, but, you know, I think we can we can do our best, right? I mean, it took this long to get the images. We can get into some cosmic creativity here. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so first of all, let's step back. Where did these images come from? Well, the story really begins decades ago, if you want to go there. Four, three, two, one... And liftoff of the Space Shuttle Discovery with the Hubble Space Telescope, our window on the universe. So the telescope that most are familiar with is obviously the Hubble Telescope, which launched in 1990. The consensus at NASA is that the Discovery astronauts did very well indeed. They've opened a window on the universe that scientists expect will revolutionize our understanding of how far we have come and still have to go. The telescope has obviously led to a lot of discoveries that have completely changed the way that we understand the universe. But with Hubble, scientists realized that we really needed to be able to look back even deeper. So a cosmic time machine was really the next step that needed to happen. So the successor to that was the James Webb Space Telescope. And the concept for the telescope was first imagined as a successor to Hubble at a workshop in 1989, if you can believe that. And then development for Webb really began in 2004 and launched on Christmas Day of 2021. Décollage. Décollage, liftoff from a tropical rainforest to the edge of time itself. It's the most powerful telescope ever built. It has a massive gold mirror. It's larger than anything that Hubble could do. It can see things that Hubble can't. The $10 billion telescope will be able to observe the atmosphere of planets outside of our solar system as never before, potentially finding which planets might sustain life. And it's an infrared telescope, which I think is the most important point to make here, because infrared light is invisible to the human eye. Hmm. So Webb is effectively our infrared detective in the universe. It just sees things that the human eye just literally cannot see. Exactly. Six and a half months ago, a rocket launched from Earth carrying the world's newest, most powerful deep space telescope on a journey 
one million miles into the cosmos. First of all, that blows my mind. A million miles into the cosmos. Last week, NASA started rolling out our very first look at what Webb can do and shared the first images. And President Biden actually revealed the first image last week, followed by a reveal from NASA the following day. And so now we're gonna, we're gonna, let's do it. Okay, we've got the whole world watching. Are you ready to put the first image up? Oh, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, so what did they show? Can you describe some of them for me? Absolutely. It was an incredible day, and I don't think I'll ever forget it. So we saw a deep perspective of the universe. We saw star birth and star death and the interactions between galaxies, all in incredible detail that we've never seen before. And it's kind of a task for the web team because they're basically translating light that we can't see and applying colors with filters like red, green, and blue to provide details so we can actually witness the invisible side of the universe. Right. So like those beautiful star maps that we've been seeing, it's not how it actually looks. They had to do a little bit of artwork to kind of translate some of that. Just a little, but it's enough to really highlight those details. So some of the things we saw were the deepest and sharpest infrared image of the distant universe to date. So all of those little dots that you saw in that first image that was released, those are thousands of galaxies. Some of these distant galaxies and star clusters have never been seen before until now. Uh, something I think people were a little less excited about, but scientists were certainly happy to see, was the most detailed spectrum of an exoplanet to date. This is a giant gas planet, WASP-96b, and the spectrum includes different wavelengths of light that reveal new information about a planet that's more than a thousand light years away. So it was able to peer inside the atmosphere of this exoplanet and it glimpsed water and evidence for clouds and haze. Oh, wow. And if we're learning about the composition of an exoplanet's atmosphere, it can reveal planets that could have the potential to support life. Oh. So that's a pretty big implication. Yeah, that's huge. And then I was speaking about star birth and star death. We saw the Carina Nebula, which has long been a favorite of astronomers. In this image they released called the Cosmic Cliffs. It looks like a painting of a night scene from a national park. Right. It reminded me of like a Van Gogh. Exactly. Yes. And what we're really seeing is Webb's ability to peer through cosmic dust and reveal previously invisible areas where stars are being born in a stellar nursery. And it could provide new insight on the formation of stars. Wow. So, I mean, this is all amazing stuff. In the big picture... What do these kind of images signal in terms of the capabilities, you know, going forward for scientists that are studying this telescope and all the other images that are going to be coming out later? Well, by revealing otherwise hidden regions of space, we can explore things that we've never been able to explore before. We'll be able to answer questions on a scale from our own cosmic backyard and our solar system to the very distant universe. We're basically looking back in time to some of those first galaxies that appeared after the Big Bang. So this, this is something we haven't been able to do before. And something that I think NASA scientists have also spoken about that I think is important to remember we don't know what we don't know yet. With Hubble, we made so many discoveries that were unexpected, and we're still making discoveries with Hubble. Webb can do that over a larger universal time scale, and it will continue capturing images for the next 20 years. So this is just the beginning of an exploration of the universe we've never been able to do. 
Finally, I want to step back for a minute because, you know, James Webb is a telescope. But I remember when I heard about NASA as a kid, it was usually about astronauts going up to space on space shuttles. Even the Hubble telescope needed humans to get up there. So I guess I'm wondering, what is the future of manned space flight in this country? Well, we can't forget about the International Space Station. It is sure. still going until 2031. And NASA has been partnering with commercial partners like SpaceX to enable launches from U.S. soil once again, as we've seen in recent years. Uh, they're also partnering with companies as they're looking ahead to returning to the moon and venturing on to Mars. So yeah, that was my question. Are, are, are we going to Mars anytime soon? I, I know Elon Musk wants to, but like, is it is that a reality? So it's definitely a reality. It's just a matter of when. So looking ahead, we have the Artemis program from NASA. This is the follow on from the famed Apollo program. The Apollo program landed 12 men on the moon in a span of less than four years. All right, this is a neat way to travel. Isn't that great? But humans haven't been back since 1972. Now NASA wants to change that with the Artemis missions. So we'll have the first launch of Artemis 1, which is an uncrewed mission that will basically loop around the moon and return to Earth. We're thinking sometime this fall that that will take place. We've been following the testing of the brand new rocket and spacecraft over the last few months. The goal ultimately of the first Artemis missions and Artemis 3 will be the first crewed mission to land on the moon. Here's how NASA would make it happen. Astronauts would travel to the moon on the Orion spacecraft on top of the most powerful rocket NASA has ever built. Orion would then rendezvous with Gateway, a space station orbiting the moon. From there, astronauts would transfer to a reusable lunar lander built by a commercial partner like SpaceX. It will carry the first woman and the first person of color to land at the south pole of the moon, which we have never explored as humans before by landing. So what we learn by returning to the moon and creating all of these technologies for long-term exploration of the moon is the same system that could bring us to Mars. So the new rocket, the new spacecraft, an orbiting outpost called the Gateway that's going to be between Earth and the moon. All of these things are setting us up for the first humans to land on Mars. All right, Ashley Strickland, she writes the Wonder Theory newsletter from CNN. A lot more space and science in there. Go check that out on CNN.com. Ashley, thanks so much. Thank you. It's been a joy. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Here's just some of what's happening this week. Expect to see another January 6th hearing on Capitol Hill this week. The committee says they'll focus on what former President Trump was and was not doing in the White House as the Capitol riot was underway. We're also going to see Steve Bannon's contempt of Congress trial get underway tomorrow. He had tried to push back the start date in part because of publicity he'd be getting from an upcoming CNN documentary about him, which, by the way, airs tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Sunday edition of CNN Five Things is produced by Paolo Ortiz and me, David Rind. Our production manager is Matt Dempsey. Our senior producer is Mohammed Darwish. Our supervising producer is Greg Peppers. And the executive producer of CNN Audio is Megan Marcus. Have a nice week. I'll talk to you later.
I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. This week on Chasing Life... I'm a health reporter and have been for 15 years. And even I feel overwhelmed by some of the things I read about the stuff we're eating. My colleague Meg Terrell wanted to take a deep dive into something you've probably heard a lot about recently. Ultra-processed foods. There is a lot to learn there, some fascinating stuff. And some of it is probably going to change the way you shop. Listen to Chasing Life wherever you get your podcasts.